This is Living with Miles. I'm Miles. Morning. <laughs> I got nothing. Look, if it's not going to work, I'm not going to use it. That's just right off the table right now. This is people's work lives, man. It's, it's the stuff that matters. Where did that come from? I am way on board. If you can inspire pride in other people, they'll follow you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to February. Here we go. Uh, welcome back to Living with Miles. I'm Miles, and... I want to start out, you know, I'm working with a new format now, so I want to start out with a couple of things. Introduction, you know, uh, if you're not part of the Facebook at Living With Miles, I really recommend you do so. we got a good crew over there, and it really helps me know what's really important to you, and I, I want to engage with you there. Uh, we've had actually a couple of new subscribers this month, and I, I didn't say so at the review on January, and I apologize. Jesse and Kurt, I, I welcome you guys to the to the Facebook group, and really glad to see you. Uh so, uh, join the Facebook uh, Living with Miles, or subscribe at SoundCloud or at iTunes, and it'd be great to have you with us. Okay, today I want to talk about the trap of strength. Last week I read an article in the New York Times that talked about hustle culture, and that was the the episode from last week that that really brought that up is hustle culture, and that was there was a fascinating there were so many fascinating ideas there. I wanted to get into that a bit now. The thing I want to talk about, though, really is about strength. And strength is one of those things where there's kind of a trick to it. There's there's actually a trap that can happen when you get when you get out, when you let things get out of hand. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the trap of strength. There was something referred to in the article. Uh, there's a company, 1.37 p.m., and they're a company that, that builds things for entrepreneurs. And so it's a very entrepreneur-focused site. But their about page is a fascinating statement. It says, the current state of entrepreneurship is bigger than career. It's about it's ambition, grit, and hustle. It's a live performance that lights up your creativity, a sweat session that sends your endorphins coursing, a visionary who expands our way of thinking. And this is, this is, uh, you know, this is speaking to entrepreneurs. I mean, you, you don't need to explain this. This isn't, this isn't trying to sell a lifestyle to anybody. Entrepreneurs understand these words very strongly, but there's a particular thing that came in there when they talked about the endorphins coursing that really got my attention because endorphins are one of those things that you get. It's one of the things endorphins and dopamine are, are the things that you get addicted to in strength training, you get addicted to these things. It's it's a, it's a really interesting thing, and there is a there is a trap of getting addicted to the euphoria of the adventure and the excitement and the 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 the, the almost unknown elements of what's going on and how and how they're moving. So there's there's something about this here, and this isn't. It's not that it's it's not that 1:37 p.m. is condoning this kind of activity. It's it's just a reality, and this really did lead me up to the endorphins are real, and the endorphins as a as a side effect of strength training really brought that notion of of the the trap of strength. And to talk about that, I need to define strength first of all. Strength isn't just physical strength. I mean, physical strength is a great metaphor for what strength is overall. But strength is the ability to overcome resistance. 
And the measure of your strength is entirely dependent on the measure of resistance that you're using. If it's physical strength, it's very easy. You know, they, the, the weightlifters, the free weightlifters always love to say iron doesn't lie. The, the weight is what the weight is. You either can lift it or you can't. And that's the measure of your strength. And that's a, that's a really great way of, of looking at it because the same is true for anything else that you want to do. If you are trying to build your technical knowledge about something, you're trying to refine your skill about something, you can either do it or you can't. And there's going to be resistance. There are going to be things stopping you. There's going to be either ignorance or there could be a, a skill that you need to build. Like for example, if you're a musician and you need to build up your skills and capabilities, you need to build up techniques that allow you to execute to a higher and higher level. The same thing is true for any kind of, of knowledge work, any kind of physical labor. All of these things require the building up of the ability to overcome resistances. And strength is manifested and recognized in success in overcoming those those resistances. It's the success of it that we see and that we experience and that we witness that tells us how strong we are. And honestly, witnessing that achievement time and time again, especially when that achievement continues to grow, oh, that's addictive. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it triggers so many responses in the brain. Basically, this is that aspect of, of when you want to manage something, you have to measure it. Well, when you measure and you see successes and you're seeing the progress, you're seeing the work and the pain and the struggle and the, and the, 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 the suffering, basically, the resistance part of the equation you're intimately familiar with. We don't need reminder of that. Our native triggers that show us what pain is or, or that show us what hardship is, they're going to remind us about the resistance. We don't need to monitor the resistance. That's easy. What we do need, but when we monitor the, the success and the overcoming of that resistance, it fills us with pride. It fills us with, with tremendous accomplishment and a sense of achievement. And this causes chemical reactions which also lead to, I mean, we, we don't separate chemical, emotional, mental, and spiritual here. They're, they're all one and the same. They're all integrated. They're all just different languages and different ways and different contexts of considering the same thing. So you get chemical releases, particularly when you get the euphoria of achievement and success where you get this moment where you can say, release you can release this joy. You can release these chemicals as a celebration of the achievement. And so the, there, there's your dopamine dump. There's your, your great happiness drug just going. And this causes the emotional celebration of these things. This, this is how we interpret the sensations there are, is emotionally, which of course engages us mentally. This rewards certain cause and effect paradigms in our minds. This, this takes the data that we're processing while we're, while we're feeling this emotion, which is produced by these chemicals. While that's all going on, everything is coming together and it's all saying, what a great success this is. What a great thing this is. What a beautiful thing this is. What an elative thing. What, how wonderful this can be and what a great way we're living our life. And it can seem like that happiness, that momentary joy, because it's never lasting. It's always a very, very small impulse thing. It's biologically designed to be that way. It needs to be that way for it to fulfill its primal purpose, 
which is to give you the recognition and celebration of a successful survival strategy. That's, I mean, that's what this is doing. It's, it's celebrating a survival strategy. So in order for it to do its job, it needs to be momentary. And so it does it momentary. And this is only going to be a small case. This is not a permanent state. It's a high. Highs are by definition momentary. But if we try to achieve this high and we basically make the focus on the high instead of on the actual strength and what the strength is doing and why this high is being being celebrated, why this is going on. We don't have to worry about this in a primal case because it's subconscious. But when we're doing it actively, when we're actively manipulating the system by making it a resistance to, say, work hours or some other frustration, and we're just overcoming that by sheer force of will, and we're mentally playing a game with the primal mechanisms that go on in our body, then we have a possibility of this becoming addictive and thus destructive. So we have to be careful with strength, this this overcoming of resistance as a potential destroyer. This is something that can really, really happen. And that in that it can be about just building the strength for the sake of these endorphins, for the sake of this success rush, for the sake of this. And when we celebrate the strength without celebrating what it's being applied to, without a view toward its end goal, without a view toward what it's actually achieving in the longer term, without bringing in the reason component, then we end up building strength for strength's sake. And this is the nature of the trap of strength. Because when you do this, strength ends, strength is destructive, actually. And what you're doing is you're trading one form of destruction for another form of creation. It's destroying aspects of your life. And if you ask anybody who's dedicated themselves, for example, to the resistance of entrepreneurship in time, and they didn't have, you know, I, I know a lot of people who have had really, really disastrous marriages. They've had really bad relationships. They've given up on, on things. They've, they've missed out time with their family. They've missed out time with their kids. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing of my kids grew up while I was busy doing other things. All of these are side effects of these. And so this dedication to the the endorphin and the rush or the the dedication to the achievement of the success and the focus there at all costs that's just destructive in so many other areas so in order for us to rein this in in order for us to make this work we really need to take an active and conscious awareness in mind of what we're dealing with our strong so let's look at how we're strong what suffering do you take pride in? That's, that's the real question because that's where the strength that matters. And that's what it is. Strength requires overcoming resistance. To overcome resistance requires some form of suffering. So what suffering do you take pride in? For me, when I was working the, the long hours, it was the long hours and the dedication to being on the road 80% of the time and doing all that. These were, these were things that I glorified and because they were hard, they hurt, they were, they were difficult, and I overcame that resistance and was able to deliver through that. And I, because I did those things, I had opportunities others didn't. I had insights that others didn't. The resistance is, is suffering. It's what costs you. 
Now, we prefer this to be emotional because if it's physical, you get into real problems of your body's only going to hold out so long. And that's a real challenge. We want to make sure that we don't we don't get into that case of 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 losing our bodies for something that isn't worthy. Lindsay Vaughn just announced her retirement. You know, this is the most decorated woman in alpine racing history. I just, it's phenomenal what her career has been. And she has to retire now because her body is done. Her body is through. Her knees just can't she they're they're it's it's she's she's beaten up. And she traded her body. But oh my God, what an amazing life and what an amazing set of accomplishments. And I, I hope she's proud of it and I hope it's enough because wow, it, it's just phenomenal. I mean, it, it, it's going to take a while before somebody can come and match that. And she's an inspiration to people throughout the world. In our case though, we prefer it probably to be emotional costs just because emotional costs, they come at a, at a psychological effect. Yes, but those can be, those can be recovered from. Physical machinery is harder to recover from. We have to replace parts. Emotionally, we can we can continue to to evolve and help ourselves and realize and come to that. We have better tools for that when it's emotional suffering and cost. So this is something. Know what you're know what you're doing. And then the second hard part of it is once you know where your suffering is, once you know what your strengths, what strength you're building, what resistance you're overcoming is, why? Why, what is the longer term gain and what cost will it come at? You know, know what you're after. Know why you're doing this. Because this is the thing that I fell into and I know I, I see other people fall into is you get into the day to day. You get into the day in, day out, overcoming of resistance and becoming a massive champion. And then you forget why you're doing it. And then you get sidetracked and you get distracted. And this is why you need a coach. Look, if you, if you don't have a mentor or a coach, you need someone who's outside your day-to-day -day grind to point out to you and go, hey, 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 you're getting off track. So there's your exercise. You know, know what your suffering is, know what you're, what you're building strength against and why in the longer term. And if you can be really clever about it, see if you can evaluate the cost and see if it's worth the benefit in the long term, early instead of later like I did. So uh, guys, Meet me out on Facebook, Living with Miles. Subscribe at iTunes, and uh, you know if you want to support me at Patreon, I'll put the links in the descriptions. I really appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you next time.